What do you do when you need a change and you're desperate? I'll tell you what you do. You walk by faith and not by sight. You may have heard that before. I'm very sure you have. But today, I want to remind you and encourage you because all things are possible for those who believe. And so we're talking about what it means to believe. And I am very sure it will position you towards the change that you desperately seek. Join me today on the Woman Pray Podcast. To the grown woman, pray. To the woman looking for answers, pray. To the woman who's busy and just needs a change, pray. Pray, woman. Stop comparing yourself, pray. Stop grumbling, pray. Stop giving excuses. Stop counting yourself out, Stop discounting God. It's time to pray. Welcome to the Woman Pray Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman Pray Podcast. We really want to see your prayers answered. And so each episode is designed to talk to us about who we are as believers, what our biblical response to situations should be, as well as our mindsets, because it matters. It all matters. And so today we're talking about how to act on your faith, how to believe. You see, it's so easy to presume that you're using your faith because you're a Christian, but in reality, you're a Christian filled with doubt and unbelief. You're a Christian, but maybe you're praying without confidence or expectation. A Christian, but your words contradict what God promised. Maybe you're a Christian, but your actions betray what you said you believe. And so I'm inviting you to listen up because change is possible but it starts with you. And so we begin with Hebrews 11, verse six. It says that without faith, it is impossible to please God for he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Now this passage to me, it offers the answers needed to operate our faith, but even more, it offers a process to follow when we want change and we just need our prayers answered. I don't know about you, but when things are going wrong in life and they can, it's so easy to go to God and just fall apart. It's so easy to express frustration and disappointment, to reiterate the problem as if God can't see or he won't hear or won't answer. It's so easy to rehearse the issues over and over again, presuming that our time in prayer was productive simply because we got the issues off of our chest or because we cried all day or because we, we really got a reassuring word from God that he is with us. And he is. I've done all of that, but the scripture points to a different approach, a productive approach, if you will. It's telling us that coming to God with a problem is not the answer because it doesn't please God. Sure, with those emotional responses, there is compassion from our Father towards us. There's grace that's sufficient to sustain us and new mercies each day. But pleasing God is the answer. It's paramount when problems abound. And so to please God, I must believe in him, regardless of the hardship or problems I have, because therein I'm demonstrating what it means to truly believe. 
See, believing is more than mental assent. It's more than saying, you know what? I believe you, God. It's more than words. See, when I believe, it means that there is corresponding action, not just a state of being. It means that you're responding to his word and not to the problem, even when you're desperate. Your behavior is based upon what is written instead of what you're going through. In fact, if you really want change, you can't afford to respond to situations based upon anything but his word. Here's what I mean. If I hear an unrecognizable noise in my home and I'm alone, that's a problem. It's a fact. It's a reality. Now, what I do with that fact, that reality, what I do with that will determine what I truly believe. If I say that I believe the noise represents someone breaking into my home, but I continue looking at television or doing whatever it is I'm doing, then I must not really believe because my actions don't reflect it. But if I respond accordingly, whatever that means, whether it's get a firearm arm or call someone or hide in a closet, if I do something, now I'm demonstrating that I believe and it's reflected by my actions. The same is true when we believe God. Situations and problems may show themselves and it's a reality, it's a fact. But my ability to respond based upon what scripture directs or promises me, regardless, shows that I believe God. It shows that my faith in his word is greater than my faith in the experience or the hardship or the trouble. And that's what pleases God. That's what God wants from our lives as believers. He wants us to prioritize him and his promise, to trust his word, to demonstrate greater confidence in who he is and what he's promised more than whatever the situation is in life. Which means when I have a problem and I pray, I'm coming to God with confidence in his word, with boldness in what he said as my father. I'm coming with an assurance that his word is above every fact that I may be experiencing because I know that his word still has the power to frame my world. His word will still be strong enough to uphold me. His word won't return to his void. That his word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path, which means his word protects me, provides for me, keeps me, covers me, and upholds me. And when I come with confidence in his word, it changes my actions. It changes my actions and showcases what it means to believe in my heart. Not only does my confidence and expectation rise so my actions reflect the same, but my words align with what he said too. Hear me. Your words have power. And I know you've heard that before, but here's the thing. You cannot tell, your words cannot tell when you don't mean it. Your words can't tell if you're joking or when you're tired or frustrated or you're in unbelief. It doesn't know the difference. And so if you contradict God's word because you're just saying, you know the reality, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying. Well, then your words are reinforcing an unwanted reality. Many of you have heard life and death is in the power of the tongue and those who love it will eat its fruit. I mean, you've heard it again and again. You've heard it so much that you're probably desensitized to what's really coming out of your mouth. So some days you're speaking words of life, quoting and declaring the word of God, but other days you're saying how you feel and what you see. You're making comments that agree with the lie rather than the truth. 
capital T truth. And John 17, 17 says, thy word is truth. Sanctify me thy, thy, by thy word. Jesus prayed that we would be set apart by truth. So your careless words become a snare to you when you're saying things that speak to the lie. That's why you have to be consistent with the truth day in and day out. Whether you think you see a change or not, you're choosing God's word when it's easier to agree with what you see and how you feel and what you taste or touch, even what you hear that's contrary to his word. And for most Christians, we start strong, but somewhere along the line, we stumble, maybe because it's taking too long. Meaning you build a new reality for yourself by being careful with your words for an entire month. And then in one moment of rage or disappointment, you demolish everything that you've been working for by speaking death. That is words that contradict what is written. As an example, for months you may declare, um, my father loves me, or no, my husband loves me like Christ loves the church. Um, my husband dwells with me according to knowledge. Like David, my husband leads me with integrity, or leads our, our home with integrity and skillfulness of hands. Um, my husband delights in the fear of God. My husband, my husband, my husband. You're declaring and you're confessing. You're releasing and you're speaking. And then your husband does one thing wrong. And in anger, you begin to undermine, unravel God's promise by saying what you see rather than what you believe, which puts you back in the rebuilding stage. My point is, your mustard seed of faith must be watered daily with truth. And every time you contradict your statements of faith using feelings and factual information, you undermine the word of God and delay the seed from producing your new reality. Faith is a process, my sister. And as you work the process, consistency is important. Notice again, he who comes to him must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Meaning as I work or exercise my faith, I'm carefully, intentionally, and thoughtfully building a new reality by choosing my words and acting like I understand that God's word really does work. It's a decision to walk by faith and not by sight. It's a decision to believe God's word by responding to life with confidence and expectation rather than doubt and unbelief. Mark eleven twenty four says, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So I'm not waiting for the change after I pray. I'm responding as a believer who already has the change. Regardless of circumstances, regardless of random feelings that, I, that may be present, whether feelings of anguish um, or fear or anger or insecurity or intimidation, whatever it is, I am a believer and I act like it. I sound like it. When you look at a scripture or a promise and choose to believe it, don't contradict yourself and begin to talk and act as if the word has no bearing on your reality. If you want different, act and sound different. That's the way of God's kingdom. For example, and I'm very sure that many of you have already heard this testimony, but I think it's still apropos. When I applied for the job that I now have, I had confidence that the job was mine. I was very sure of it. I felt like I met all of the criteria. Well, I believed God for the job, and I knew it was mine. Yet, they sent me a letter thanking me for my application and informing me that they would not be hiring me. I read the letter. 
And in the split second moment of surprise and letdown and disappointment, I had a choice to make. And I decided to do my life differently. I really believed God gave me that job. And because I believed it, I acted like it. I read the letter in silence, and then I began running around my space with the letter in my hand, shouting thanksgiving unto the Lord. Thank you, Father, for my job. I spoke. I declared what I believed. I declared and spoke what I believed, not what I read in the letter, not how I felt about what I read in the letter. Instead, I pronounced as I ran, they can't wait to hire me. My name remains on their mind and I'm on the top of their list. Within a week or maybe two weeks, they were calling me, offering me the position. And I've been there for almost eight years or actually a solid eight years. That's what it means to believe, to use your faith. And just so that you're clear, this is not about favoritism. I have shared this story before and at least two different ladies followed my example. Different people, different occasions, and for different reasons, but each chose to believe, and each had the same experience. Glory to God. I don't know what your current reality is. Maybe it's a struggling marriage. Maybe it's children who are disrespectful or aimless. Maybe you're in need of a better paying job, or maybe it's a health challenge. There is a word within your Bible that affords you a new and better reality, but it comes by faith. And we each have a measure of faith. So use yours today. Let's trust God by demonstrating confidence in his word that is acting like it with our daily and constant response and remaining in agreement with his word by regularly declaring it. I always say, the situations will change either like a rowboat turning quickly with the oars or my faith will change the situation sort of like a cruise ship, a ship turning around very, very slowly. But if you occupy yourself rightly by remaining in faith, you will look up and you will find that you are living the reality God promised and not what the world or the devil has presented for you walk by faith and not by sight you're a believer and not a doubter and I hope that blessed you today let's pray father we thank you so much for giving to each one of us a measure of faith now I pray that each one of us would choose to use our measure and exercise our faith so we're not like those who would grumble and complain those who are out of faith and who do not believe but Lord, that we would be those, be like Abraham, who did not waver at your promise of unbelief uh, through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to you. I pray, Father, that we would remain strong, that we would be people who are confident, that we would speak your truth no matter what we see or feel or face, that we would act like we know who we are in Christ Jesus, and that we would truly overcome because you've made us a promise and we choose to believe. I commit everyone unto you, and I thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in keeping us strong in you so we walk in the power of your might. In Jesus' name, amen. Now I want you to remember to register for the Empower Me Women's Conference, March 17th and 18th at hopecathedral.com forward slash EM. And then we'll see you next time on the Woman Pray Podcast.